Strap on in for some cinematic fun. We've got Tarantino, we've got tween comedy, and we've got aesthetic self-worth. This is Off Screen, I'm Van Connor, and this is your seven-day guide to everything at the movies. Boom. Welcome to Offscreen, I'm Van Connor. My guest this week, always happy to have her back, it's the lovely Miss Rebecca Perfect. Oh, I feel like I've missed you. I've just not been here for a couple of weeks. I've been sunning myself. Uh, uh, I can see, I can see. Glorious, glorious Zoidberg-like tan oh. before me. <laughs> Zoidberg. I, I kid you. Look, you're ravishing as always, my darling. Thanks very much. So, um, well, we've got to start this week. We've got, we've got seven days of movies to come. We've got to start in the multiplex. We're going yeah. to start with what you're going to strap in after buying a ticket and enjoy. And, well, I don't think they get any bigger this week than uh, our our very first film, which is, of course, The Return of Quentin Tarantino, no less. Yes. So, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. This has been long It's time a ago. fairy tale tribute to Hollywood's golden age and the end of that era. And I, I love the concept of this. Mm. I love the fact that Tarantino has picked this moment in time which us, who have never lived through it, can only imagine what it would be like. Is it 1969 thereabouts? Yes, I think it's set. it is, yeah. So this is set kind of, because for a long time this was shrouded in mystery. Yeah. Um, and all we knew about it for a while, we thought that this was going to be a Quentin Tarantino movie about the Manson family for the longest time. Yeah. Because that's all that had been sort of unveiled. And yep. somehow DiCaprio was involved, and Mar- Margot Robbie was involved, and Brad Pitt was involved. And, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's the second, I think the second time De Niro, uh, De Niro DiCaprio, has worked with uh, Tarantino after yep. Django. Yeah. And uh, the first time for Margot Robbie, the first time for Brad, Brad Oh, no, Pitt. second time for Brad Pitt. Oh, yes. Inglorious. Inglorious, yes. yeah, indeed. I mean, you know, for me, this is like, it, what do you expect from a Tarantino movie? I mean, the hype is number one. Generally dissatisfaction, if I'm honest. But I'm, I kid, I kid. But uh, that I'm, look I just I'm had not. to give you, I was like, what? <laughs> I'm not a Tarantino guy. Okay. I mean, I, I love Paul fiction yeah i'm gonna save my opinion until after we've we've played the clip yeah and I, and i will deep dive with you yeah but uh so let's just say i mean we'll do the plot well okay so so this is all kind of based around tv star rick dalton who is played by leonardo dicaprio and his longtime stunt double cliff booth who is played by brad pitt and they basically make their way around an industry that they hardly recognize anymore it's moved on without them so to speak hasn't exactly it? and this is what this movie pays total tribute to those kind of characters because it is about that point in history at which tells Television had sort of achieved dominance finally yeah. over, in terms of uh, the average American's entertainment uh, sort of fodder. Television had started to take over. It is these movie actors who had started to filter their way into television and were struggling to find a way out. And I think yeah. uh, Rick Dalton, in particular, now wants to use this sort of exile as he feels it is to sort of propel himself back into the critical and commercial uh, mainstream, so to speak. Well, and, yeah, and I, I think we've got to remember about the character of Rick Dalton is that he's like a manufactured boy, uh, boy band member, yes. but he's made for TV and stuff, and he's He's got like one Ooh, trick. That is good. Yeah, that's a really good observation. Well, that's I mean, I'm nicking so it. I'm absolutely nicking fine. it. But fine. Yeah. So, should we, should we? Actually, we've got all the storylines as well. Sorry, we'll just dip into it really quickly. So, Brad Pitt, stuntman Cliff Booth. Uh, he's uh, dealing he's the with chill, most chill stuntman <laughs> I think I've ever seen in my life. He just he kind of nothing phases him. You know, Very Manson much. family, Rick Dalton's antics. He's yep. just like. He's your guy that you need by your side because yeah. he's like, you got this, Rick Dalton. He is. Remember, <laughs> you're Rick 
Ethan Dalton. Yeah, you know, exactly. and I love that. And it's the kind of thing you'll quote forever. Um, so, so he's got his own uh, his own exile from Hollywood in a different sense for for something of a misinterpretation. You've also got Margot Robbie's <laughs> character. Yeah, very good misinterpretation. Yep. You got Margot Robbie's character of Sharon Tate, no less. Yes. Um, so this obviously takes place back in an era when Roman Polanski could still set foot on American soil. Yeah. And it's her next door to Rick Dalton. Next door. Yeah, because they're <laughs> the new neighbours as well, aren't they? And uh, it's Sharon Tate sort of embracing her, new, her her newly emerging fame. Yeah. And sort of just discovering the wonder of actually being an emerging star. And you've got all these disparate elements, and you've got what's effectively a hangout movie for most of the runtime. Most. Of you might want to call that. I think yeah. let's run the clip, and let's, then we can have that discussion as to what you and I agree and disagree. Oh yes. Yeah. So <laughs> this is this is Brad Pitt and Mar- um, I think is it Margaret Qualley as one of the hippie girls who yeah. we will discover has ties to other things later on. And this is them in a car discussing the state of the entertainment industry. So you used to make westerns at the ranch back in the old timey days. Well, if by the old timey days you mean television eight years ago, yeah. Me an actor? No, I'm a stuntman. Stuntman. That's way better. Why is that way better? Actors are phony. Oh. They just say lines that other people write and pretend to murder people on their stupid TV shows. Meanwhile, real people are being murdered every day in Vietnam. He just makes me wish that they'd hurry up and adapt the Fall Guy into a movie finally. You know, <laughs> like Mark Wahlberg exists purely for that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Although Pitt, I would watch in that now. Well, yeah, yeah. So go on. <laughs> we, we have, I think we have differing opinions. So I'm going to let you go first. So. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to warn you now, and this might be an unpopular opinion. <laughs> I was relatively underwhelmed by this movie. I'm astonished. I You're really, astonished. really? I think uh, I, I'm standing on the side of a general audience here mm. who don't. Who aren't movie buffs, yeah. who don't get that era of time and the greatness of it, and looking at it from that perspective, and knowing that Tarantino touches on quirks of stuff, for me, you mentioned it earlier, that Rick Dalton quote mm. from, from Cliff Booth, that's probably the only quotable thing I can <laughs> think of in this movie, and the thing that I love about Tarantino, and actually a good, a good colleague of mine at the end of this movie, who also felt slightly underwhelmed by it, said to me, the thing is with Tarantino movies, good Tarantino movies, is that if you are watching them on telly, and you know years gone by and you are channel surfing and Pulp Fiction Jackie Brown yeah. all that kind of stuff comes on you know where to pick it up from and mm. you know what to set, what is going to be said and that is kind of you know the quotability factor is a huge thing when it comes to Tarantino this for me is it has lost it oh. um, it doesn't have any of that for me in fact it's quite forgettable which I, I really felt that because it's two hours 45 minutes long it is yes right and for two hours of that two hours and 45 minutes, there's a lot of people in, in different situations talking about other things. And it's like a backlot tour. And yeah, then, no, no, it absolutely is. You're completely correct. Yeah, and then the crux of the movie happens within the last 40 minutes, and you're like, oh, okay. Well, and, and also, I guess what had happened. I know yeah. there's a big twist, but, you know, it, it's not hard to see how that kind of plays out. So for me... You know, I, I loved more of Tarantino's quirky stuff. I loved Death Proof, you know, all those kind of movies as well, which a lot of people didn't like. Um, I, I'm, I'm definitely one of those. Okay, fine. I didn't mind those because I got it as a homage, but as a general release, big film that's out there, I think for a general audience that isn't like a Tarantino know-it-all, you're not necessarily going to get it. And that is where I, you know, there are things that I loved about it, but that's where my problems lie. No, no, that's absolutely fair. No, okay. I, I, I understand that. And to be fair, as far as the general audience thing is, I absolutely completely agree with you. Right. Um, however, I do sit and think, I, Tarantino exists within a very specific, very small bubble. 
And it's a bubble that I think Spielberg exists in, that I think in a few years' time J.J. Abrams may be in. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is that the idea of the celebrity director. Yeah. And Joe Public will go and see a movie because it's the new Tarantino film. And, like, like no one's doing that with Barry Levinson. Yeah. You know, no one's going to see the new Robert Zemeckis movie, no, but they that. will go and see the Tarantino movie. However... I, I do think the general public, as far as movies go, I've always had this idea that people are instinctively inclined to um, just, just force themselves to like anything that they've paid money for. Uh, if, if you've paid money for a ticket, you yeah. will subconsciously try everything in your power to like it, regardless. And I think you will. I think we will see that with there'll be a lot of people who didn't like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood who will claim that they did. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking more along the lines of repeat business. Yeah, there is know? that. I, I don't think this has got that. No, I don't think so. For one thing, it's so. too long. It's too long oh for Oh my one goodness, thing. it's like a Bollywood movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hollywood but without like the intermission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is my favourite like, thing about Bollywood movies. Don't get me wrong, there are things I loved. I think the acting was outstanding. Like mm. uh, Margaret, what did you just... Uh, Quali? Quali, yes. Uh, Margaret Quali, I thought she was brilliant in this. I loved, um, I loved Brad Pitt in this. Brad Pitt oh, in this. I when mean, he, When he turns on the fun when he remembers that he can turn on the fun yeah oh damn he's great he's great and gorgeous um <laughs> <laughs> dropping it dropping yeah, it yeah sorry for a 55 year old man how old, however old he is he's still got no, it <laughs> i used to really want brad pitt to be captain america and i used oh, to think yeah. yeah but he's too old and you look at him now and think no he could totally have done it he absolutely could i think yeah. brad pitt can do anything and i think you know leonardo DiCaprio's rick dalton is great the problem i've got with the cameos in it even with mm. margot robbie is that there's just not enough of them and i want to see more of them and you know i knew who was in this like like um, Maya Hawke, I wanted to see more oh, of her. Can I can I touch on that? Yeah, actually, because I, mean, I just want to say first of all, I I do like this film very much. I actually enjoy. This is the most I've enjoyed a Quentin Tarantino movie since Pulp Fiction. Wow. And I Punchy. say that I don't dislike. Uh, I don't dislike uh, his films in general. I dislike four of them. Um, but <laughs> wow, specific. <laughs> out of the nine, I know for a fact I dislike four: Death Proof, Django, Jackie Brown, and I think Inglorious. I think Inglorious. Um, there's bits. There's bits in all of them that I like, but um, there is a note element in this where a lot of Tarantino's friends have aged out of this shtick. Yeah. And his answer to that has simply been to draft in their kids, kids instead. Yeah. Maya so Hawke, yeah. Maya Hawke, who's obviously Uma Thurman's daughter. Uh, Bruce Willis's daughter, Rumor, is in yes. this. Kevin Smith's daughter, Harley Quinn, is yes, in this. Yes, she is. Yeah. And there's loads of these. I will say, though, as far as the sort of cameo element goes, it is Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio's movie. Yeah. Leo is tremendous in it. And yes. There's a moment in which someone tells him that's the best acting I've ever seen in my life. And it's so good that you sit and think, do you know what? I, I I might have to actually debate that. It was brilliant. Um, but outside of them, it is all cameos. And yeah. I think that the, the way that that's been structured is it's just seasoning for this world. And I think in one sense it's very successful because I think it's the most fleshed out a world I've ever seen in a Tarantino movie. I think, of, I think there's yeah. just too much going on. I genuinely think that. I think it confuses you as an audience member. I think it, it's trying to touch too many bases on this, and, and that's the biggest shame for me, is I think audiences might be bamboozled by this. So, thumbs up, thumbs down. You've got two hands. What are you doing? Oh, my goodness. I'd always say say one thumb up and one thumb down. I appreciate Fair. it, but I don't think everyone's going to love this. Okay, I'm, I'm going with two thumbs up. And bear in mind, not, a not really a Tarantino guy, but I, I'm just going to leave that one there, and we can. I think we're going to argue about this for weeks. We could do, and please, if you're writing in, or commenting on this don't hate me for it <laughs> no I mean when, when you come back we're just going to keep discussing it I think okay. but so we'll come back with some uh, let's come back with some ugly dolls and some good boys <laughs> 
Welcome back to Offscreen. I'm Van Connor. Bex Perfect in their house as well. So, Oh, you make me sound so cool. I'm like a rap star when you enjoy me like that. <laughs> a rap star? Oh, well, there we go. That's my uncoolness right there. You'd be an R&B honey. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes of course. So, we're so 90s. <laughs> so, um, Ugly Doll. Should we, let's, let's talk about Ugly Dolls. Well, which is you, you can educate me on this oh. because it's not something that I get up at, on a Saturday morning to go and watch. Well, so. I, 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 I've, I've never heard of this brand. No. It did turn out that my friend Jazz did buy me an Ugly Doll years ago. And is, they are, they're like plush dolls. Right. Is this the one that you texted me about and you said, have you watched it? And I went, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Dora the Explorer. <laughs> my point proven. It's all one and the same. <laughs> well, I don't work for The Hollywood Reporter, so I don't think I'd get the same thing out of Dora the Explorer. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I know. Oh. So, uh, Ugly Dolls, based on a, a line of plush dolls. Did you... Did, I mean, Okay, we're, we're relative, we have relatively similar pop culture backgrounds. Yes. Did you, do you ever remember an 80s animated series called The Raggy Dolls? I recognise the mm. name. All that is popping into my head right now is Gremlins. Ah. Uh, and not Gremlins, sorry, Boglins. Boglins. Oh, yeah, yes. kind, of, kind of like them. Different yes. thing. They actually were monsters. Yeah. These, these, like the Raggy Dolls, are dolls that are sentient and alive. And they, in a Toy Story sense, all they want is to basically be a, a toy that is owned and loved by a child and cuddled and held and part of their life. And um, creeped out already. It's CG animated. Right. It is aimed at five-year-olds, well, like Playmobil was last week, although this is light years better. And uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry I missed that. Oh, you, you missed nothing, darling. Like CBB's Lego movie, best way to call it. Um, and the idea is that they, they, in a boss baby sense, are manufactured in this sort of heaven-like other realm. And you go on a conveyor belt, and if you are beautiful, you get sent through to the big world where you get adopted by a child and treated like a Toy Story toy. Uh, if you are ugly, which is, you know, to say you have any defect, you are sent to Uglyville which is a self-contained world dominated entirely Smurf-style by these ugly dolls. All vegetables from Tesco's and Sainsbury's that have not made the cut will get this. Exactly, exactly (laughs) that. So um, it follows Moxie, who's our central character. She's voiced by Kelly Clarkson, and this has the most bizarre voice cast you've ever heard, by the way. Um, And basically she leads an expedition of her friends through a pipe that they discover into what seems to be like a staging area where the dolls go through rigorous tests that then, sorry, the beautiful dolls go through rigorous tests that qualify them to be go through a portal, boss baby style, into the big world, and so on and so forth. And because they are there, they butt heads with the beautiful dolls, they're not meant to be there, they're treated as outsiders, which you know they are, and uh, they decide, you know what, we're going we're gonna to go through these rigorous challenges ourselves, and we're going to prove that looks aren't everything. It's truly a story for our time. Here's a clip. <laughs> Bless their ugly little hearts. Such a shame. It is kind of sad, though. Of course sad in, like, a totally, totally shameful way. Obviously. You know what? We're not going anywhere. (gasps) What are you doing? Have you lost your mind? We don't belong here. We've come this far. Um, come again? We're going to train and go to the big world. We're just as lovable as any of you. And we're going to prove you wrong. So, mental cast on this. So, Kelly uh, Kelly Clarkson, obviously, is the lead, Moxie. Yeah. Uh, you've also got in there Jane Lynch, Charlie XCX, Lizzo, Pitbull, Ice-T, Blake Shelton, Wanda Sykes, Emma Roberts. 
Yeah. I, oh, was, oh. I was just going to say to you that, that your, either your description or the film itself sounds like a trip. Mm. Um, but then yeah. when you add that cast in, I mean, I'm not really sure what kind of trip it is. Oh, well, okay. I watched this with my 10-month-old nephew. Yeah. And he thought it was the greatest thing you'd ever seen. Well, that's good, because that's who it's aimed at. Yeah, it's aimed at young kids. Yeah. And, you know, he, he can't really even register words yet, so he loved it. Well, and I'll be, be really honest, I, I didn't mind it. Well, that's good to hear, because I was going to say that the, the, the benchmark, really, for animated movies mm. now is visually does it stimulate kids and allow them to sit still for a good hour and a bit to watch it but at the same time does it have enough of those good jokes that can get you as an adult to enjoy it as well there are gags in here about dollscaping and dickens i am not making that up wow because i thought a couple of weeks ago i thought angry birds the movie 2 i've still not seen it surprised me in how much i thought it was really funny Ah, i think the first one was pretty good yeah exactly so i hadn't seen the first one but you can you can dive straight into the second one anyway so it's good to know that they're doing this nothing yet beats Zootropolis um, oh god oh god no no Zootopia as well it has so many yeah, titles now yeah exactly it? Yeah. the American version is Zootopia but that for me is is animated classic perfection isn't perfection. it yeah, yeah totally yeah, um, yeah that, that for me that's the new Roger Rabbit Zootopia but because uh, it's almost literally wow. the same plot sorry my, my face as you said that I was like I'm sorry what it's, it's exactly the same story but uh, anyway, so this this is like a mashup of Toy Story, of Boss Baby, of Monsters Inc., of Raggy Dolls. I loved it. I, I thought it was pretty good. Great. If I if I you know if I you know, if I'm taking my kids, because my nephew, if I was taking my kids and I have to sit through it. I, I, you know, at least it's enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, I, you don't have that with Playmobil, which is out in a minute. This is the movie you should see instead of Playmobil if you're Great. taking five-year-olds to the cinema. Uh, worth it. So, uh, that's, that's uh, I'd say, a thumb up and a half from oh, me. Oh, okay, good. Um, I'm going to move over to you now for Good Boys. Well, so, yes. Tell me about this, Good Boys, Bex. Uh, let me tell you about Good Boys, because <laughs> this is a tween movie like no other, okay? <laughs> and I'm just going to start by telling you it's a certificate 15. So for good reason. For very good reason. So, it follows the story of 12-year-old Max, played by Jacob Tremblay, um, and he gets invited to, by the cool kids in his school to his very first kissing party. Ah, I remember those. Oh, do you? I don't think we ever really had these. Um, anyway, he's never been, he's never kissed a girl before, and he's asked his best friends, Lucas and Thor, for some much-needed help. And it turns out that finding out how to kiss isn't the most straightforward <laughs> thing. So he steals his dad's drone, he skips schools, and a bit like Ferris Bueller, has a day off like no other. We've got a clip. I need to get rid of these drugs. What are you doing? Getting rid of the drugs. I'm just going to throw them in the stream. It can contaminate the water. Well, then we can throw it in the forest. It's a sex drug. What if a fox eats it and tries to f- squirrel? It'll kill him. Well, then how do we get rid of drugs? The same way we get rid of a baby. Abortion? No. We'll drop it off at the firehouse on our way up to the mall. That's a really good idea. I had just a whale of a time with this. I did too. It's an hour and a half long. Perfect. It's, yep, great um, length, isn't it? Yeah. Great length. And also, you know what? This is this is straight the Stranger Things kids meet Superbad. This is how I would describe <laughs> that this. literally a line at one point? <laughs> Possibly is, but I might have lifted it, but I definitely saw that as an observation as well. Mm. Jacob Tremblay, we obviously recognise him from Room. Um, fantastic in like uh, dramatic roles. It's great to see him in a comedic role. I had exactly the same thought. I, going yeah. into this, I thought... If, he, if this kid can do comedy as well, which there's no reason he yeah. wouldn't, he's got quite a good presence. If he can do comedy as well, he's a perfect all-rounder, and he pulls it off. He really does. And also, like part his his gang, or the three of them, are called the Beanbag Boys, and they are brilliant, because casting is absolutely key in this to get yeah. this right, and they need to be able to deliver the lines correctly and get the humour. So we've got Brady Noon, who plays Thor in it. He's only ever had a couple of acting credits to his he's name. From, is it... 
uh, Boardwalk Empire or something yeah, like that. Yeah, very, very, a long time ago though, so super young. But he's, <laughs> he's, um, he's, he's brilliant in this, and he kind of gives that sort of sentimental feel to the to the gang. He's, he's a stiffler, softer. isn't he? I yeah, think. a little yeah. bit. And then we've got Keith L. Williams, who's done quite a bit of TV as well, and, and he's he's uh, their other mate in this. And together they work really nice. And there is a a through line to this about realising who they are as friends and there is you know there's a really good sort of heart to this movie but at the same time it is I, I described it Filthy. earlier in a review I've described it in a review earlier as mega lols because <laughs> totally. it literally is you will be laughing out loud in this and it's exactly what you should be doing exactly what they want you to do and for that reason it works so well and in terms of what's out this week for me it tops Tarantino in that respect because it's a good easy watch that I think everyone can enjoy um, the acting in this what I love about it is is the fact that they have to be these naive kids mm. And they're not going to be exposed, as you'd hope they wouldn't be, at 12 years old, to things like sex, drugs, relationships, all this kind of stuff. They are. But, but in one day, it all goes wrong. I mean, it is very R-rated. Oh, my goodness. The, the sex toys, drugs. Oh, God. It, yeah, it goes everywhere. Yeah, but it's their innocence about it all mm. is what makes it so funny. And it's our lack of innocence as the audience that How absolutely finds it hilarious. How many does she have? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to single out really quickly as well the adult cast in this. I don't think they've gotten... Well, uh, like any, Stephen Merchant. Like Stephen Merchant as well. Because yeah. the, the director, this is the first time director, uh, Gene Stepnitsky, who's been a writer, and one of the things he did write was Stephen Merchant's short-lived uh, TV show, Hello Ladies, which I really loved. He did also write Year One, but let's not hold that against him. Uh, but in terms of the adult cast, Michaela Watkins, uh, Molly Gordon, Will Forte as the dad, uh, Lil Rel, Retta from Good Girls. Everyone's really strong They're in this movie. Yeah. Even Stephen Merchant, which I think just always plays mm. himself. But do you know what? Playing himself in this kind of works. So, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs down for you. Two, two thumbs, thumbs up, two thumbs up for me. I loved it. Two thumbs up from me as well. So, Good Boys in is now very much rated 15 and worth your time. We want to give a shout out to our friends at Runway East where we record this show. They're on a mission to provide the world's best office space for startup teams and, oh, they're doing pretty damn well at it. I'm partial to the roof garden myself. Uh, they're in London Bridge, Soho, Moorgate, very zen places to work. Give them a peep at runwayea.st. That's runwayea.st. And we're back, and this time we're taking it to the small screen, specifically the one that all your furniture points at. So, it's time for movies on TV for the well, next it depends how you design days. your room, to be honest, Van. Oh, God, I forgot to talk to the interior designer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Read the room, Van. No, Read right? the room. <laughs> Read the currently dismantled living yes, room. Yes, yes. So if anyone doesn't know, I'm going through a major renovation in my house, so therefore person, I don't have a living room at the moment. The only person I know that decorates their entire house and then knocks it down. <laughs> Varieties of spice of life. Oh, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, let's start Saturday, film four, 9pm. Okay, so w this is the first of your seven-day picks to check out. This is what I'll be watching this week. I want to stress as well, I, I actually focus-grouped this this week. I ran them all through my family, uh, which is oh, okay. about as middle of the road as you can get. Okay. So, these have all mostly been approved. Right. Uh, so, Spy, film four, 9pm on Saturday. Uh, brilliant Melissa McCarthy co comedy. Uh, terrific action comedy from Paul Feig. And, of course, demonstrated for the very first time that Jason Statham could really handle comedy. Right. Yeah, because it seems weird now. We didn't know that back then. No, but I have to say, maybe this is the worst thing I could possibly do as a critic, but mm. I look at the post, I looked at the poster for this when it came out in the cinema, 
Melissa McCarthy, I love her in certain things, but when I see her in a poster for something like Spy, I'm like, I'm not watching that. I think, honestly, I think you should give it a try. Uh, Miranda Hart steals the show as uh, Melissa McCarthy's best friend slash sidekick. Right. Uh, absolute tremendous. Rose Byrne, very funny in it as well. Alice and Janie, I will watch in anything. And I say that as a man who's seen the Duff roughly 75 times. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna give you a clip of Alice and Janie okay. and Jason Statham plotting out the mission for this movie. The bottom line is, Reina Boyanov is about to sell a small-scale tactical nuclear weapon to a terrorist organization, and we don't know where she or the bomb is. Fortunately, our analyst Susan Cooper found a lead. I told you to send me in there instead of fine, and you didn't. And now fine's dead. I'm going to in. You can't. Here's what we do. I go into the face-off machine, get a whole new face. Do you have quarters? Because it costs 50 cents. Well, go pay. No, because it doesn't exist. <laughs> and that's that's the most tame we could find. Wow. By the okay. way, okay. that is the most tame. Well, Alice and Janie, I I'm sold anyway. And actually, the completely off topic, but I was watching this documentary about Jade Goody. Oh, um, yeah, that, on oh, Channel yeah. yeah, it's very good. Um, but there is one point last night in the episode that I watched where she said she the next thing that she wanted to tackle was Hollywood, and she oh, her oh, reference oh, point oh. was. If Jason Statham can do it, mm-hmm. then why can't I? Because talent's a factor. Okay, so let's move on to yeah, uh, Sunday. <laughs> let's not. Okay, okay. Let's Let, move on. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> Sunday, Channel 5, 12.30pm. Uh, me before you. Yeah, I quite like this. I think Sam Claflin is a great actor. Um, soon to be in Peaky Blinders on our screens next week. Yeah, he's oh, in the wow. new series that starts next Saturday. Um, we've also got Amelia Clark in this. Now, he plays... Quite an arrogant character who ends Resentful, up resentful. Yeah. Well, well, he who arrogant at the beginning, like a trader mm. who ends up in a horrific accident and ends up essentially paralysed from the neck down. Mm. He then meets um, uh, Amelia's character, who is this bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. I suppose she comes in as a carer for mm. him, and her approach is slightly unconventional. And it's about their relationship and trying to get him to sort of see the positives in life, given the the, the well. S sandwich that he's in. I've got a clip for you of that sort of establishes the sort of dynamic yeah. between. This is her repairing the picture frames that he has destroyed in anger. Okay. Spare me the cod psychology. Just go and raid your grandma's wardrobe or whatever it is you do when you're not making tea. You don't have to be an ass. Your friends deserved it. I'm just trying to do my job as best I can. So it would be really nice if you didn't try and make my life as miserable as you apparently make everyone else's. And what if I said I didn't want you here? I'm not employed by you. I'm employed by your mother. So unless she says she doesn't want me here anymore, I'm staying. Not because I care about you or particularly enjoy your company, but because I need the money. I really need the money. Just put them in the drawer. I think he's great in this. I think she's great. I think he is. I think, unfortunately, I'm thinking that clip, it sounds like acting by numbers, but um, <laughs> which is a shame. But uh, uh, genuinely, watch it. It's good. What this movie did when I watched it was uh, it spurred me on to, to read the next book. Oh, there is me a sequel. Ar- me yeah. after you, but that hasn't been made into a movie. Jojo Reyes. Yes, I think so. So uh, let's move on. So I mean, uh, thumbs up for you. Yeah, approve of that. Okay. Yeah, 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 it's good. My my, my mum referred to that as oh, it's such a lovely film. Yeah, so weepy. I think, yeah, weepy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Monday then, a film I think is a lovely film. Uh, <laughs> Sony Movie Channel, 10 p.m. Christian Bale in Kurt Vimmer's I think it's 2002 or 2003 sci-fi dystopian action drama Equilibrium. Not to be mistaken by the Matt da- with the same title, the Matt Damon. Uh, uh, 
Elysium. 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 That yeah, was what you were thinking. That's what I was thinking of. I, was so, like, I haven't seen. I have seen this. No, I haven't. This <laughs> is uh, set in a dystopian future in which emotions have been medicated out of the human race, and a an enforcer for the government, for this fascist government, played by Christian Bale in full slick back long hair, you know, mode, um, all black. Very Patrick Bateman there. Very, very, very much like a, a sci-fi monk with two handguns. Wow. Uh, this movie invented gun kata, which was the art of actually firing handguns as part of the motion of kung fu. Ooh. And it's tremendous. There's actually a, a science it creates for it, which is absolutely bizarre and wonderful. Um, it's got Emily uh, uh, Emily Watson in it as well, Sean Bean, uh, Sean Pertwee, which always oh, piques my interest. Love that. Um, um, I think it's Angus McFadden as well from Braveheart and yeah. Saw. Uh, really worth checking out. If you've never seen it, absolutely. I think it's on some streaming platforms. It might be on Amazon or something as well. Um, absolutely see this. I think you'd like this. I might, I might really, do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. really tremendous. Uh, one I know you like, though, is Tuesday Night, Film 4, 9pm. <laughs> a film I know you love. I think um, everyone loves this. Yeah. And it, it's, it's instantly rewatchable. It's always rewatchable. Yeah. It's also Welcome Back, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. You're finally a movie star, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, we've got Deadpool. Uh, tell you what, should we just do the clip of Deadpool meeting Elect- Negasonic what, Teenage why Warhead? Why would we not? Exactly. Here it is. <laughs> Let me guess. X-Men left you behind on what? Detail. What does that make you? Pretending you're not here, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Can we trade names? <clears throat> Can we go? Look, I'm a teenage girl. I'd rather be anywhere than here. I'm all about long, sullen silences, followed by mean comments, followed by more silences. So what's it going to be, huh? Long, sullen silence or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. Ah! <laughs> love him in this. Yeah, infinitely better than the second movie. I, I like the second still, but I think the first is infinitely better. Yeah, it's, it's got the surprise element to it. So Deadpool, who doesn't love Deadpool? Exactly. You know, like I say, welcome back, Ryan Reynolds. One that's a bit more niche, Wednesday night, and this is like the Fast Five of horror movies. So this is, so remember Fast, Fast Five, where they united all the various strands of the yeah. Fast and Furious movies? This is the same for the Child's Play franchise. What, are we just seeing a million Chucky dolls in a movie? Uh, that would be one of the sequels. <laughs> no word of a lie, that becomes wow. one of the sequels. That is actually where the series is currently at. Like the, that's, that's the current cliffhanger. Um, it's to be followed up with a TV series, I think, next year. Curse of Chucky is... Oh, I'm, I'm talking completely wrong. That is the Fast Five. Curse of Chucky is the one where they rebooted it as a horror movie. Sorry, I'm thinking of the wrong one entirely. Right, okay. This is Child's Play goes back to being a horror movie. This is the third storyline they start up with Chucky, where he's, for once, a, a, a proper horror threat again. Haunted house, creepy cinematography, Chucky's... They start to use CG properly for the first time with him, and the results are a bit varied, but it's got Brad Dourif in it, it's got Fiona Dourif in it, and the mystery this time is, it's a bereaved family mourning the loss of the matriarch, uh, her daughter is in a wheelchair who lived with the mother, she discovers this doll next to her mother's body, what does the doll have to do with them? We've not got a clip because the film frankly is too visual, and too scary, and too cursy, <laughs> uh, literally Curse of Chucky, um, do check it out, this is on the Horror Channel, 9pm on Wednesday night, really good, if you ever thought that Child's Play couldn't be scary again after you know the first five because God knows Seed of Chucky ran it to the ground um, this is the movie that brings it all back and then you get the Fast Five style sequel that unites it all uh, Thursday night then uh, Five Star 9pm Dwayne Johnson Paul Giamatti Carla Gugino Alexandra Daddario it's San Andreas of course and it's the most generic plot line that we have uh, <laughs> will ever see on TV I mean you know there, what, there's so many films like this yeah. that you asked me if I'd watch this and I was like I have but I've got, no I was like I have but only in the form of like 
all the other movies. <laughs> it is quite a generic film, but it's, it works because it's The Rock. Shall I play you a quick clip yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, this, this is the This is the earthquake movie that, you know, Dwayne Johnson rescuing his kid. Okay. Hello, Chris. I'm here with Dr. Lawrence Hayes, Executive Director for Earthquake Studies at Caltech. He and his research partner, Dr. Kim Park, have come up with a model that predicts earthquakes. They knew LA was going to get hit, but nobody listened to them. It's time now to listen. Go ahead, Doctor. Okay, um, in seismology terms, what we're experiencing is what we call a swarm event. Um, Basically, California's entire tectonic plate is shifted. People need to know that the shaking is not over. And it's not aftershocks I'm talking about. San Francisco will get hit again, and it's going to be a bigger monster this time. Our models are predicting a 9.5 or greater. It will be so big that even though it's happening here in California, you will feel it on the East Coast. There's a great moment where he says, who do we call? Everybody. Love it. <laughs> well, do you know what? I was reading in the papers that actually we are due for another San Andreas fault Ugh. thing. But it's about 150 years, so <laughs> it's maybe it's actually it. good sort of preparation material for any- <laughs> Exactly. So uh, I think that's that's five star 9pm on Thursday. One last one for you for the week. Yeah. And I think you might have seen this one. Of course. Uh, so ITV4, I think, 11pm Friday, American History X. I'm sorry. Call yourself a film fan if you haven't seen this movie. I know, right? Yeah, exactly. So good. Also, so good. last good movie to start Edward Furlong. True story. Yeah. Yeah, so this is yeah. the neo-Nazi film, which is actually more for our time now than it was in 1998. Yeah, so, sadly. Yeah, maybe look at CNN and then watch American History X. Yeah. <laughs> We've not got a clip for obvious No, 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 reasons. for obvious reasons. But, you know, black and white movie, yeah. you know, to block out the violence on this. But, mm. I mean, all I'm going to say to you, the pavement scene. Yeah, everyone's favourite moment. Yeah. Well, not favourite, everyone's most memorable moment, pavement scene. Nothing. American History Check it out for yourself. 11 o'clock, ITV4 on Friday. Uh, so let's come back then. We'll see what's uh, hitting the old shiny disc. And we're back, and let's take it to the small screen yet again, but this time it's the small screen you actually get to put on demand. So, uh, what's hitting DVD and Blu-ray on Monday, August... I've got July the 19th there. It's not July the 19th at all. It's uh, August the 19th. 19th. I'm losing my damn mind. And I think this selection you have hand-picked... Yeah, starting with our first one. Um, but I, t- I promise you, no one is handpicking the 2019 reboot of Hellboy. It's terrible. Oh, okay. Well, I thought I thought you might. I, I'm just, oh. I thought this was like a big thing that you would love. No, no, no. I, I'm I'm an easy lay for a Hellboy movie. I love <laughs> I love the Del Toro movies. I think the second one is a, a near a masterpiece. Yeah, I think. yeah. Um, this this reboot though, which stars David Harbour from Stranger Things as Hellboy, it's got Ian McShane stepping into Hopper. the yeah Harper. Uh, it's got Ian McShane stepping into the John Hurt role, so right. he's Professor Broom. Mila Jovovich is the villain. Neil Marshall's directing it. What could possibly go wrong? I'll tell you what, here's a clip. Do you recall the Osiris Club? Oh, yeah, strip joint in Jersey. And the other one, the British Occult Society, formed in 1866 by the ranking members of the Heliopic Brotherhood of Ra. Ra? I met Ra once in the underworld. He's a close talker. Like us, they fight against the forces of darkness, and our organizations have a long-standing relationship. They're old friends of mine, and they've requested your assistance with a giant problem. Yeah? What's that? Giants. (laughs) It should be amazing, but it's really not. It's a mess. I mean, there's a lot of post-production drama in here, a lot of producers taking over the reins. Apparently they took away his final, uh, Neil Marshall's final cut, they removed his cinematographer from it, and you could tell because the film looks terrible. Um, 
There's stuff in it to like. Stephen, Stephen Graham is a giant pig monster. That works. With a Scouse accent. Uh, uh, he has a Scouse Geordie? accent in this. No, he's Scouse. Scouse. Um, absolutely brilliant. There's a line he comes out with while smacking uh, Hellboy with a, a bathroom sink, which will have me howling with laughter till the day I die. And also the very first line of dialogue in this film is also its best. So... Yeah, <laughs> it literally never, you know what to say about never that. gets better. It's terrible. Um, it's hitting DVDs say Monday, but it's going to be on streaming in about three weeks. So I don't know. I, I honestly thought that this this lineup you would be all no. over. No, you? no. Let's no, see if we can do one better then, shall uh, we? Let's talk Little then, which uh, this starred. Uh, I, I forget, I've forgotten her name. What is wrong with me? Um, so this stars Issa Rae as the psychic, and I have forgotten the name of the little girl from uh, 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 what do you call it? From uh, uh, oh, Blackish. Right. The little girl from Blackish, whose name is Marseille Martin. Thank you. I've forgotten that. Good. Okay. I almost said Martin. Mart- I almost said Martin Marseille. Marseille Martin, um, youngest producer in the history of Hollywood now. Great. At 14 years old. Amazing. Uh, she stars She's in beat this. Chloe Grace Moretz. She has. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Can't let Chloe have the props. No. no. Um, this the story here is basically big. But sort of in reverse. So it's an uh-huh. adult woman played by uh, Regina Hall, who's uh, not the nicest person in the world. No, and, uh, and also, Regina Hall, she was recently in the cinema with. There was a movie about um, uh, a sort of Hooters style restaurant. Oh, God! Support the girls! Terrible, terrible, movie. awful, awful. Okay. Liked Hayley Lou Richardson it, though, she had charisma. Okay. So she had charisma <laughs> and little denim hot pants. Anyway, <laughs> but not, not to put myself in a box. No, here, let's, let's segue from the word little. No. Yeah, yeah, to let's the word yeah, little. Let's. Uh, so from little to the movie little, um, which say big in reverse, uh, not a nice person becomes their own teenage dorky self, has to go back to school, and the assistant has to take over. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what, here's a clip. I will agree to cover for you at the office if you agree to promote me to creative exec. Well, look whose balls just dropped. I gotta take what I want. Isn't that what you said? Maybe. So, deal? Deal. Yes! You know, since I have to be you, I should probably dress the part and borrow some of your clothes. Your body can't fit into my clothes. This is squats. This is Pilates. That body looks like Baby Gap, Jimboree, Oshkosh Bagash to me. <laughs> oh, you get on my nerves. I thought this was really fun. I, I love the fact that she's just referenced Oshkosh Bagosh. <laughs> I mean, that take that takes me back. <laughs> it is a very much a film about that has has its mentality in the late eighties, early nineties. Okay, good. Because obviously that kind of is where the character kind of comes from originally. Yeah. That's her teenage era kind of thing. I like the idea of this. I think it sounds fun. Worth a watch. Okay, Definitely good. worth a watch. There are some laughs. I mean, we had the, the the multimedia screening. I think I was sat with like Simon and Zara in the front, like chugging wine with them and just laughing our asses off. We had a great time. Great. With um, I think Issa Rae is really good in it as well, but Marcy Martin is just a rock star to me. I mean, she's great on Blackish, she's terrific here. Um, it has also got a role for Justin Hartley that I just think is way too short. I, I need more Justin Hartley. I love in Justin Hartley. Yeah, you're a This, this is, is Us. us. Yeah, yeah, you're a This Is Us fan, it's aren't Kevin you? Kevin in This Is Us. He's brilliant. He's the Green Arrow to me. He was the Green Arrow on Smallville. Oh. He was awesome. Yeah. Such a good actor. But yeah, Little, it, absolutely worth checking out. I had, I had a good time with it. And also, not necessarily a family film, but I think it is something that kids can Ooh, potentially... Oh, I think it was marketed as something I like that, I think kids though. can potentially watch it and enjoy it. I think it might be 12A, 15, okay. thereabouts. Uh, let's move on then to one I know you watched quite recently, yeah, as did Wild, I. Well, yes, Wild Rose, which I, I, I missed in the cinema. And mm, I, I'm happy to kind of say that we've managed to catch up on this because what a gem of a British movie that this is. I know, right? Yeah, it stars Jessie Buckley, and she essentially plays um, a young 
young mother who has just done a 12-month stint in jail, but she's got an absolute passion. She lives in Glasgow. She's got an absolute passion for country music. Yeah, unlikely as it sounds. As right? unlikely as it sounds. And she's got the most amazing voice. Because Jessie Buckley was actually the... She she found, I suppose, fame in inverted mm. commas by going on the I Do Anything Andrew Lloyd Webber show. I only know that because Josh Rom got in touch with me specifically to tell me. Wow. <laughs> to which I was like, how would I know that? Yeah, but I mean, you know, she then... D- took different parts she was in like a really uh, Stephen Sondheim's um, uh, musical and it's just she's just done really good parts she was a little bit in Taboo as well mm. and then now she's sort of made her move into this and uh, and I have to say she's phenomenal in this she's your triple threat oh, you yeah. know we've got a clip of this because we need to demonstrate her accent yeah, for one yeah, thing this yeah. is a clip of her because she's working as a queen. bear in mind she's Irish is she? She's Irish. Oh, okay. Oh, hang on. I saw Beast. I should have known that. <laughs> uh, so this is a clip of her asking her employer if she'll just give her a few grand to yeah. go to Nashville. I'm actually trying to get to Nashville, you know. Oh. I'm, I'm needing to raise a couple of grand so I can get flights and hotel and... I can't drive, so I'm needing a driver as well. And it wouldn't it be more than two or three, definitely less than five. Oh, Rosalind, I... I'm sorry, I can't just give you money... That's what you're suggesting, which I'm sure it wasn't. No, it was. I can't do that. I don't know. I'm not being funny, but I just kind of thought with all the wee smelly candles burning everywhere and bottled water and all that, you know, you wouldn't miss it. I'll be old and grey before I save the money, whereas you... And you, you could just drink out of the tap. I do think she's tremendous in it. Yeah, what and Sophie Okaneda. Okaneda, yeah. She's fantastic in this as well. Incidentally, uh, Sophie Okaneda is in two movies out on DVD this week, the other being Hellboy. This is substantially better. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Sounds like it. This is the best film on disc this week, yeah. easily. If you're, if you're a supporter of British movies, this is one to definitely go mm. and watch. It's, it's not a big movie, but it's definitely worth watching. If you just like country music. I mean, yeah. so I watched this for the first time the other night on home, home release with my mum. And she was just drawn in by it. I was amazed. Do you know what? It feels a bit like brassed off. It's yes. got that kind of feel to it. So, you know, it, it's not necessarily... Whether you love or you loathe country music, it's not all about that. It's about her journey, and I think that's what's worth watching. Uh, I'd say brassed off meets fish tank in a weird way. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Do you know what? That absolutely works. That's a, what a brilliant analogy, Miss Bertha. Thanks Burford. very much. So, uh, that's, that's going to have to round us up for this week, then. So, in the meanwhile, we've got to, we got to uh, give you some props. So, where, where can we, we can hear you on Thursday mornings? You on... can on the BBC Asian Network and also Talk Radio, and you can obviously catch me here on off screen as well there's lots of stuff but you can follow me on instagram as well at rebecca perfect and also if you're into interiors i might as well plug this i'm all about the interior yeah i know there's lots of movie stuff that will go up on my house as well wait. so yeah exactly mondo, you need like, mondo posters i know i know need. i need i need clapperboards all that kind of oh. stuff um i'm on at love the revision on instagram there as well which i subscribe to and i'm endlessly fascinated by this you just i, I love the ikea store i really love the ikea display you did so um i'm I'm, uh, that's my sucking up to you for the week. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in the meanwhile, uh, we can take come back next week. We've got uh, more fun to be had. I believe next week we're finally getting the return of Sir Gerard of Butler. Yes, London has. F- no. no, 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 no. London no, no, fell last no, time. London fell last time. Most of London's known Angels landmarks. Have fallen yeah, or most of London's known landmarks were destroyed, if you remember. That of was course. the quote. Yeah. Yeah. The known ones. Yeah. yeah that was fine. the thing. Yeah. <laughs> got all, it. We, Whatever it is. Angel. Our Angel has fallen. I love these movies. I do. And I am well. so excited about this. Plus, we've got scary stories to tell in the dark. Or, we have. Yeah, which uh, I'm watching in, on a Monday morning. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, same here, yeah. And we've got Woman v. Crocodile. 
It's oh. Crawl next week. Yeah, you can watch that. I'm not bothering. Oh, I can't wait for Crawl. <laughs> so in the meanwhile, this has been Off Screen. I've been Van Connor, and we shall return. <laughs> <laughs>